They always want to see us down, never come around. But you can witness greatness when I come and snatch your crown. See, I ain't never been the type of way to mess around. Cause I'm all about my business and I move without a sound. Queens working silence, trying to stop the violence. Cause I'm killing my goals, here's my story, you're invited. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade, an original podcast by the Skinny Black Girls Code. My name is Whitney B and I am your host. And today we're going to talk about when to stop compartmentalizing and face your truth. See what I mean in today's brand new episode. Keep it locked. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pink Lemonade on the Skinny Black Girls Code. So today is August the 19th, 2017, and it has been a crazy summer. Now, I know I haven't talked to you guys since probably early July, but I just wanted to give a really quick overview of what I've been doing. So in case you haven't seen or if you didn't know, I am writing a book called The Skinny Black Girl's Guide to Freedom. Now, this has been a book that has been in the making for a while. I started to do research on parts of the book during my uh, graduate studies as I was pursuing my master's degree, but the rest of it is just all me. Um, It's a lot of storytelling, a lot of reflecting, and just a lot of advice to help other women gain freedom. So in particular, today, I really wanted to talk about something that has been on my mind. Uh, About two weeks ago, I got to the eighth chapter of my book. And in that chapter, I reflect on a lot of things that have happened to me, uh, one of them being sexual assault. So this is literally the first time that I've ever said that out loud to uh, anyone outside of people within my close group or within my close circle. So I hope that it's okay that I'm transparent and, and being vulnerable with you guys. So when I got to the chapter, I was really hesitant to talk about it. So um, just to give you a little bit of background, in 2008, I was sexually assaulted at the movies by a classmate in school. And when it happened, I didn't really quite know how to process it. Um, it was something that happened so quick. It was confusing and it left me really with um, so many different emotions that I really didn't know how to understand. So I remember that particular night um, when I got home, I went into my bedroom and I cried and I called one of my best friends in high school. So we talked on the phone. I mean, she cried with me. We got off the phone. And then later on, I was just like, you know what? This didn't happen to me. That didn't happen. This was not a thing. Um, and I, I tried to downplay it, you know, I tried to downplay it and I decided to do something called compartmentalize. So if you're not familiar with the term, um, compartmentalization is defined as an unconscious psychological defense mechanism used to avoid mental discomfort and anxiety caused by a, a person having conflicting values, cognitions, emotions, beliefs within themselves. So I I was compartmentalizing at the time. So what I did is like literally uh, the day after it happened, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to do homework. You know, like I I buried my mind into something else. I put that into a box and I did not allow it to affect the other things that were going on in my life. And, you know, I think a lot of times we do that. Sometimes we suppress feelings or we uh, suppress unfortunate events and things that have happened to us, hoping that they'll go away. But in reality, they don't. Um, You know, it's something that eats away at you on the inside. And, you know, sooner or later, you have to confront 
confront them. But um, just in terms of the term compartmentalization, I first learned about it when I was uh, getting business coaching for my first business. So my coach told me that I needed to learn how to compartmentalize and learn how to separate things from business. Because, you know, when I talked to her, I had a lot of different excuses. Um, (laughs) You know, I would allow a lot of things to um, ultimately prevent me from thriving the way that I wanted to. But Um, Unfortunately, as I I thought about certain things, I appreciated her advice, but I realized that throughout most of my life, I did truly understand that concept. I had been compartmentalizing for so many years. So again, you know, after being sexually assaulted, um, it was kind of a crazy ordeal. You know, I told one of my friends, I told an ex-boyfriend who actually knew the guy and, you know, he, needless to say, he checked the guy to make sure that that was something that would never happen again. And the guy never looked my way afterwards. And, you know, for some people that would be enough. And, you know, and I thought that was enough for me. And, you know, it was good that you know, the guy that I had dated, he had helped me acknowledge, you know, hey, this isn't right. I'm going to say something to him. You know, he's going to know that he can't do this to you. And, you know, if I found out that he did it to anybody else, like, you know, it's a wrap, you know. So that was good. But the actual action itself, like I never came to terms with how I was feeling at that time or how I felt immediately after. So one of the things that I did as a coping mechanism is that I focused on being a busybody. So you can literally ask any one of my family or any one of my friends. I I told myself or I allowed myself to become so busy that it was impossible for me to sit down. Being busy was how I cope with things. So if I was constantly busy and if I was constantly around people, I wouldn't have to think about the things that would keep anybody up at night. So, you know, now I'm thinking about it. It's 10 years later, and here I am. I'm opening that box. So when I first started thinking about writing the book, I questioned, um, how transparent do I really want to be? Like, do I really want the world to know about stuff that I've done and things that have happened to me? Like, you know, what are people going to say? Like, what are they going to think about me? But then I realized that... so what? Like, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people are going to say because people are going to always have an opinion regardless. And and writing The Skinny Black Girl's Guide to Freedom has been one of the most, I guess, one of the most therapeutic coping methods of my life. So it's forcing me to re-explore my past. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not throwing a pity party. But really, I'm, I'm looking to my past to kind of search for the things that I've learned from these particular experiences. Because I feel like it's really selfish not to impart lessons that we've learned, you know, for the next woman or for the next person. You know, I've dealt with so many different things in my life. You know, when I really look back, I've dealt with like colorism, body image, bullying, abortion, you know, sexual assault, depression. And I know that I'm not the only one who has dealt with a lot of these things. I know a lot of people are dealing with these things right now. And, you know, some people have been fortunate enough to get help or to kind of figure it out. And I know a lot of other people, you know, they still haven't quite accepted those realities yet. And for me, I truly believe that freedom exists within our truths and we can't be ashamed or afraid to face any of those realities that we've lived. So, um, (laughs) you know, as I think for so long, being vulnerable was not an option. So for me, being strong was truly an understatement. I live with the mindset of being unbreakable because feeling, hurting, reflecting, those are signs of weakness to me. You know, I've always been the strong friend. You can ask any of my friends. Most of my friends come to me for advice. They'd be like, man, wait, like you've been through so much and, you know, you're still standing, you're still here. 
And you have to understand that I've worn a mask in my life for a really long time. So people who know me, uh, people who've read my blog, people praise me for being so confident and so bold. And, you know, and I have to, you know, I feel like I have to be that because, you know, I wanted to be a champion for others. But while I was out trying to champion for other people, I never championed for myself. And um, this probably went on until about a year and a half ago when I really started to sort through my feelings. So to understand, you know, kind of this whole movement and things that I've done, I started my blog, The Skinny Black Girls Code, initially to help women with body positivity. So I've accepted my body for a while now. I think I've been comfortable with, you know, the size that I am, not worried about being thick, not thinking about getting secret butt injections. (laughs) You know, I haven't thought about any of those things since I was about 20 years old. But, you know, while I've accepted my body, there were so many demons in my closet that had to be dealt with. And writing about them has helped me tremendously. So, you know, I'm recording this podcast, not, you know, just to talk about myself or just to talk about um, a small piece of my truth, but I really want people to understand how they can um, ultimately learn how to face their reality. So again, you know, I talked about the word compartmentalization and I just want to share a few tips. So the first thing, compartmentalization is okay, you can compartmentalize, but you have to remember that you'll have to face reality sooner or later. So as I mentioned earlier, um, writing this book has uh, made me face that reality. You know, even though I'm, you know, almost 10 years older, a little bit wiser, it doesn't change the fact that things have happened. So it's really important to understand that the more that you suppress things, the more that it can hurt you. So you want to make sure that you are being in tune with your feelings. You know, why do you feel the way that you feel? You know, you can't change what happened, but the thing that you are in control of is if you're going to allow that thing to change you. So, you know, inevitably, you know, we do change our feelings, but it shouldn't dictate how we live our life. So make sure that you understand that, you know, if you're dealing with something, you know, something that has been traumatic to you, something that has affected you, don't bury it, face it. The second thing, become self-aware of your actions. Um, Sometimes avoiding things can indirectly lead to self-destruction or self-sabotage. So, you know, for me, um, you know, like I said, I became a busybody after I was sexually assaulted. I kept doing things. I kept getting a, a part of things. And, you know, while it took my mind off of things temporarily, Um, it it ultimately did end up sabotaging me. So in my book, I I talk about how I suffer from frequent panic attacks. Um, I've gotten a lot better over the last couple of years, but in my early 20s, I would have a panic attack every other day. They would come anywhere. I would be in the car. I would be asleep in the middle of the night. I had different panic attacks because I was so busy and I never allowed myself to rest. It was like, go, 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 go. Like I never allowed myself to stop. And, um, you know, while I went so hard with, you know, trying to fill my calendar up with things to do, it was really hurting me. You know, you know, I still wasn't dealing with the problem at hand and indirectly it it started to hurt me in a different way. So, you know, start to become self-aware. So if you're compartmentalizing, you know, if you're not addressing a specific issue, you know, in order for you to move forward and do other things, but, you know, maybe you start to develop some habits that you didn't know that you had. So start to become self-aware of your actions, you know, make sure that, by not addressing what's going on, that you're not affecting a different part of your life. So, you know, definitely think about that. Um, And again, it goes back to what I said about confronting it head on, making sure that you're facing your truths. 
Next, um, talking to people that you love. Um, I think it's really important to verbalize what's going on in your life. Um, I've been a closed book uh, for most of my life. A lot of the things that I'm talking about, um, <laughs> I'm sure my family listens, they're going to be like, what the hell? Like, what? Like, what? Like, I, I didn't know this. So, again, this is one of the first things that I've, one of the first times that I've ever talked about this publicly. But um, I say this because, you know, I have friends who are very spiritual, very religious, and, you know, they, they've taught me that, you know, they can pray for you, but they can't be specific in their prayer if they don't know what storms that you're facing in your life. So, you know, be specific with people. Don't be afraid to talk to someone that you can confide in. One of my uh, favorite songs is Kendrick Lamar Feel off of the Damn album. And, um, you know, the chorus is basically saying, ain't nobody praying for me. And for a long time, I felt like nobody was praying for me. And in part, um, you know, some of that was on me because I didn't allow people to understand what they needed to pray for. I didn't tell them what was going on in my life. I tried to take everything on myself. And, you know, as I go on this walk with, you know, finding myself and being more self-aware, you know, I always think, man, if I had did things a little bit differently, if I had looked for refuge in a certain place, like I've always, you know, wished that I read the Bible more because as I read the Bible now as an adult, you know, I see that there are so many things that I could have avoided in my life, you know, had I had not always tried to figure it out by myself. So, you know, whether it's consulting with the Bible or consulting with, you know, just someone in your life, let people know what's going on with you. Um, it, it definitely takes a weight off of your shoulder and it, it allows you to, to, to just come to terms with everything that, that has been going on. So definitely make sure that you're, you're talking to people that you love. Don't try to just internalize it by yourself. Um, you know, while I understand that sometimes we need to compartmentalize so we can get to a certain destination, you know, let's say that, you know, something traumatic to you happened while you were in school and you, and which is what happened to me. Something happened to me basically during my senior year of high school. And I knew that I had to finish because what I was doing in high school, I was in a dual enrollment program. So I went to college, uh, but I was getting dual credit for college and high school at the same time. So for me, I was not, um, failure was not an option for me because I had to pass high school to graduate and I needed those credits so I could get a head start in college because I went to school tuition free. So, you know, I kind of pushed that incident to the side so I could finish and have a strong finish with everything that I was doing. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still have to kind of go back and still acknowledge and still try to heal. Um, my, my problem was is that I put it to the side, but I put it to the side for so long that when it was time for me to write it and when I wrote it in this book, it took me nearly two weeks to actually sit at my computer again and to start writing because I was so not necessarily traumatized, but I was just so numbed by all the things that I had to reflect and remember. So definitely make sure that you're talking to other people um, so you can kind of talk through that process and hopefully they'll be able to help you or point you in the right direction of resources that you need to cope. And finally, realize that vulnerability is not a weakness, but it's a necessity to step forward towards freedom. Now, like I said, I've, I've been pretty hardcore for most of my life. Um, I never really allowed myself to be vulnerable. I felt like feelings were a sign of weakness, but they're not. Um, being honest with yourself is not a sign of weakness. Acknowledging things that have happened does not make you weak. It only makes you a stronger person. So I, I tell people in order to be truly free, you have to accept things. You have to forgive other people. You have to forgive yourself, most importantly. So don't be afraid to do that. Uh, don't be afraid to kind of open that that 
box and and to be vulnerable. So just remember that vulnerability um, will ultimately become the thing that saves you. So um, as I wrap up today, it's just a lot of stuff. As I wrap up, um, I want you to remember that your voice is one of the most powerful tools that you possess. Well, I'm not saying that you need to write a book or do a podcast. This, this is all me. Um, I think this is just more so therapeutic for me than anything. But hopefully it has helped you at some point in this process. Um, but being vulnerable and recognizing what happened to you will give you the power. It will give you so much power. And you have to first stop and acknowledge what is causing you pain. And you have to learn from it and you have to allow yourself to heal. So I know most of the people who listen to this are all intelligent. I know you guys are highly ambitious, but I'll tell you that you will always fall short of victory and success if you don't give yourself permission to be vulnerable. Once you give yourself that okay, you will be okay. So don't be afraid of what's on the other side. Be more fearful of being stagnant and in the state that you've currently been living in. So choose to be happy. But most importantly, choose to be free. And freedom starts with honesty. Be honest with yourself. Trust yourself. And trust that you are able to get through whatever you did or whatever happened to you before. Trust that you can compartmentalize, but don't allow yourself to over-compartmentalize to where you push things away. You know, take things head on. You know, it it may be a, a heavy collision, but you will come out on top. I want to leave you with this. I write for women who do not speak, for those who do not have a voice, because they were so terrified, because we're taught to respect fear more than ourselves. We've been taught that silence will save us, but it won't. And that was from the lovely Audre Lorde. So don't be silent on your truths. Don't be silent on things that have happened to you, because the silence, it, it only hurts you. <laughs> At the end of the day, it, it doesn't doesn't hurt help the situation. It hurts the situation. Um, don't allow your voice to be silent. Now, I'm not like, again, I'm not saying that you have to just go and publicly announce everything that you've been through, but announce it to yourself so you can give yourself clarity and you can give yourself peace. So Queens, what things have you been suppressing? How are you allowing yourself to be vulnerable to gain a peace of mind and a sense of freedom? If you have something that's on your mind, something that you would like to share, please email me. Um, You don't have to tweet me, but please email me at skinnyblackgirlscode at gmail.com. Or if you um, felt that this episode gave you a little bit of clarity and was helpful, please tweet me at sbgcode. Be sure to subscribe to Pink Lemonade on SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at sbgcode. Once again, my name is Whitney B and I will see you all next month for yet another episode of Pink Lemonade. Peace.